Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. It's the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. It's playoff time and your LA Sparks are the number three seed. Welcome to this edition of Believe in Sparks presented by BetOnline.ag. On today's call, we'll hear from head coach Derek Fisher and players Candace Parker, Brittany Sykes, and Taya Cooper. As always, Eli Horowitz, the Director of Public Relations and Communications, will direct the media. And we'll get started with Adam Grossbard, LA Daily News. Hey, Derek, just wondering if there are any updates on Sydney and TRP and whether you think they might be available on Thursday. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, both players are getting better. Um, you know, I'm definitely not speaking uh, on behalf of Courtney or either TRP or Sydney, but, uh, you know, I think they're both getting better. Um, you know, whether Thursday's realistic or not, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, to be honest, they're, they're doing more stuff, um, you know, working out a little bit, um, you know, pool, bike. <clears throat> you know, Sydney was able to touch the basketball a little bit yesterday, but uh, as far as, you know, Thursday, I, I would still probably, you know, say more on the, the doubtful side than the, than the probable side, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, um, you know, over the next day or two if, if that changes. John W. Davis, Windsider. Uh, can you give me three, we- three reasons why the Sparks would be successful on Thursday, regardless of who you play? You know, and I think for every, you know, team really, it's not as much about, you know, the opponent always. Uh, you obviously have to prepare for your opponent, respect them, um, you know, understand, you know, some of the things that they would like to do and try to do. Um, you know, but I think for us, again, you know, our ability to uh, bring a level of, you know, I think, you know, focus and, and attention to detail uh, that allows us to, you know, really play with energy, you know, effort, passion. Um, you know, I, I think that's always at the top of the list uh, for us. You know, we, we have a number of experienced players and, and players with years in this league and, um you know, I think, you know, finding that excitement level and, and just that high passion for competing uh, every possession, you know, that, that starts to escape you as you get a little older because you've seen it all. Uh, so, you know, find, finding that way to be super excited about every possible moment um, is a key. Uh, you know, I think for us, uh, when we take care of the basketball, we're really good. Um, you know, I, I think we are we always get in trouble when we get loose with the basketball. Uh, so, we, you know, we have to take care of the ball on Thursday, uh, no matter who we play. And, um, and I, you know, I think we have to get back to, you know, being able to create uh, turnovers and get ourselves out into the open court a little bit more. Uh, I felt like that was an area, even though we finished at the top or near the top of the league, um, overall, uh, I don't think in the last week or so, uh, you know, we, we played at that level in terms of really making it hard for teams uh, on the offensive end. So those are three areas for me that, that jump out that, uh, 
you know, if we're, we're locked in and, uh, and enthusiastic about uh, the opportunity to play basketball, uh, you know, we're, we're really good. And <clears throat> I think these moments bring that out in our team more than other moments at times. And then, you know, taking care of the basketball offensively, uh, we're, we're normally really good. And then, uh, you know, being able to create some turnovers on the defensive end so we can get out into the open court and take advantage of our versatility in terms of multiple people pushing the ball and, and being able to finish on the break. Back with more of Derek Fisher after this message from our sponsor. The wait is finally over. Football is back. I got to contain myself. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. From game spreads to totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Howard Megdahl, Next Hoops. Wondering if you could talk uh, more specifically about how you guys go about preparing for this single elimination right out of the box. I know you had a lot of success doing it last year against Seattle, and you guys ended up winning uh, by quite a bit if memory serves. But also just it, it's almost like having to come up with a game seven mentality right in game one. Wondering how you how you go about making that happen, and also just what you think of it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think the in my, in my opinion, at least, um, you know, I think the key uh, to you know playing in any game, honestly, uh, is to find a way to to have a, a a clear mind and to be able to be fully present and focused on just that one game, not necessarily how you got there. Um, you know, whether you were, you know, in a seven game series, you know, or five game series, it doesn't matter, you know, who was up 2-0, down 2-1, up 3-1, it's game seven or it's game five. Um, and you find you have to find a way to, yes, bring that elimination mentality, um, but it, you cannot become overly anxious and, um determined to manufacture an outcome, right? And still find a way to stay focused on the process of winning the game, uh, you know, which means, you know, every closeout, uh, you know, every communication on the defensive end, uh, screening at the right angles, passes on time and on target. Uh, you don't get eight points for making a three-pointer in an elimination game, you get three points. Uh, and so, you know, you can't, uh, overly magnify the significance of the game that creates these, you know, uh, different feelings inside of you than what you would in any game. Uh, and that's a hard thing to do. Uh, the greatest players and the greatest teams find a way to do that. So for me specifically in trying to prepare our team, uh, I think it's important to respect this, the fact that, of course, it's a single elimination game, but in order to win the game, you have to be able to still rely on the habits that you built up to this point and be able to, to do those things really, really well. Erica Ayala, Locked On Women's Basketball. Thank you. Coach, just now you were um, you answered Howard's question by talking a, a little bit about culture, and that's something that you really emphasized at the beginning of the season during that short training camp. I wonder if you've thought much about 
how you feel about the culture of the team about this roster as compared to how you felt about culture last year. And if you'd indulge me, there's also reports that Breonna Taylor's family is set to receive a $12 million settlement. If you would just offer your reactions to that. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll probably start there first. That, I mean, that's honestly the, uh, I think most, you know, powerful and impactful part of, um, you know, why we're even here this year. Um, I'm not sure specifically what, uh, Brianna's family sought and and will continue to seek in terms of um, not not necessarily payment or repayment, but just justice. And I don't I don't know if justice has a price really. Uh, so uh, in, in terms of Brianna's family, uh, you know her legal team and the decision that they made to reach this settlement. Uh, my hope is that uh, it is a uh, a small positive. Uh, in what is otherwise a very difficult uh, and horrible situation. Uh, so uh, I'm reluctant to say I'm happy for them because it's they shouldn't be in this situation at all. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a part of a process that uh, the family and the legal team are, uh, have been going through and working through. And in some ways, it's good to know that there's been some re resolution from possibly a financial perspective, but uh, there is no price on life. Uh, and, you know, my hope is, is that we'll all continue to fight for the justice that Breonna Taylor's family deserves um, as, as we all move forward. Uh, from, a, from a culture standpoint, in terms of our team, I mean, I, I, you know, in my opinion, I think we're ahead of where we were last year because we've had more time to build it. Um, you know, you can't build a second story in the house until you build the first one. And, uh, you know, I think last year we had an opportunity to, to begin the process of, uh, of building the type of organizational culture and, and team culture we'd like to, to, to see and, and exist in. Uh, and we made a lot of progress uh, in that direction. And, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, whether even ourselves at times, right, we, we have a tendency to only focus on uh, these moments in time that are negative without being able to appreciate uh, how positive and how far uh, reaching the things that you have done, uh, you know, are in reality. So we, you know, we feel like we're in a, in a better place uh, from a cultural standpoint. Doesn't mean you win every game you play because you're moving in the right direction. But I think our players are understanding more of what is expected of them and being a part of this team. And we're also learning from them uh, what it is they need from us. Uh, in order to be an organization that they all take pride in working with and playing for. And that's a very important aspect of it is that it, it's both ways. It's not just the culture that you see living out on the court and how we play basketball, but um, really wanting our players, their families, their loved ones, um, the people and things that are important to them, they have to feel that we're prioritizing them and those things. And I, I think we've done uh, you know, a lot of work in that area from the business side and the basketball side to make sure our players understand, um, you know, that we follow uh, our words with action uh, and really try to be as there for them as much as we possibly can. Last question for coach for today. We'll go to Michelle Vopel, ESPN. Yeah, coach Fisher, you mentioned um, earlier the experience factor. How crucial is it to have your big three, if you will, Candace and, and NECA and, and Chelsea in, in a single elimination game when you consider how many big situations those three have been in? 
Yeah, no, it, it's uh, immeasurable, you know, to, to be in a position as a coach where, um, you know, from our experience, even last year, um, you know, other than an elimination game in, in my, uh, you know, experience, uh, I had not been in a single elimination, uh, you know, type of format. So uh, the confidence that we had going into uh, our single elimination second round game last season, and I, I think the confidence that we can continue to build over this next couple of days going into Thursday night, uh, a lot of it starts with those three. Uh, you know, they lead us on the court. Uh, they lead us in the locker room. Uh, and, you know, we obviously have, uh, you know, the, the who they are as women uh, and the things that they uh, are focused on off the court. Uh, they're also leaders in that regard. And so I think it helps all of us to, to have those three players on our side. Um, having been in so many big moments together, uh, you know, they, they can be really be the glue and the centerpiece to, you know, what we can try and accomplish, you know, starting with Thursday night. And, you know, the, the fact that they've been in this situation before uh, is also, uh, I, I think, a positive for us. Uh, you know, we still have to go out and play the game. But, you know, having players with this kind of experience um, that, that uh, I think will embrace the moment as opposed to being uh, stressed out uh, with the moment, uh, I, I definitely think is a positive for us. All right, questions for Taya Cooper. We'll start with Jim Alexander, LA Daily News. Candace had a couple honors today, first team all WNBA and defensive player of the year. I want to get your perspective on what, not only what she's done statistically, but the other things that she brings to the team, whether it's leadership, whether it's whatever. Um, Candace is a phenomenal player and a phenomenal person. I think that um, with her experience and expertise and like on the court stuff, off the court stuff, like we get to learn a lot from her. So when she's on the court, she's very vocal. Um, she sets the tone, she sets the example, she talks to us. So, I mean, honestly, we're getting everything. There's nothing more that we can ask for Candace, from Candace. Sabrina Merchant, SB Nation. Hey, Taya, I know I asked you this uh, last week before the playoffs had actually started, but now that you can look ahead, you know, to the single elimination rounds, uh, how do you feel about the WNBA postseason? You think it's like a, a cool setup, or do you think you should get more than one game, you know, if you make the playoffs? How do you feel about it? Um... I didn't even think about that. Honestly, just, you know, it is what it is. I kind of thought of it like it's single game elimination and you got the series. So I didn't even think of if it was different. But I mean, it's cool to me. I, it's my first time experiencing it. I think if I, after this, I could probably tell you how I felt about it, but I, I really don't know. I'm going through it as we speak. Uh, Logan Murdoch, The Ringer. Hey, Taya, um, you were talking about Candace Parker earlier. Um, What's it like to be playing alongside her when I'm sure you grew up watching her? And what is the biggest thing that she's taught you during this this first season? She's taught me so much. I mean, at the point guard position, um, just the reads off screens, um, knowing everybody's position and what they're, what they're doing when I do have the ball. So um, being aware of the reads, like once I get past the screen or um, if they do a certain coverage. So um, I think that and then just um, – her being aware of what I'm capable of and believing in me, I think, um, meant the most to me. But um, I feel like everything, she's she's been there for defense, offense, off the court. Um, she's a great big sister. 
Last question for Tay. We'll go to Chris Camello. The uh, all W rookie teams came out. Was there any disappointment that you weren't uh, on it? And is that going to be a motivating factor for you moving forward? No, I didn't even I, don't, I didn't even know who made the rookie team. Honestly, we just had practice, so I haven't seen them. Um, so I haven't felt a way or felt anything about them because I haven't seen it. But um, no, I mean, we in the playoffs, so that's all I'm worried about. Questions for Brittany Sykes. We will start with Adam Grossbard, LA Daily News. Hey, Brittany, just, you know, I know you kind of ended the season coming back from an injury. How are you feeling just physically now that you've had a couple days of rest? And then just, you know, it's been a couple years since you were in the playoffs. What is your excitement level to get back to that level of competition? I had to remember what I got hurt from. <laughs> um, the, the, the bruised? Yeah, my stomach. I, I caught on afterwards. I was like, what did I get hurt from? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, those couple of days definitely helped. Um, You'd be amazed at um, the rhythm that you have to find when you sit out a game or two and, and getting back into that type of game mentality, game game shape. But um, these 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 past couple of days have been good just to reload and relax and, and get some thoughts out that we probably wasn't able to get during these games every other day. Um, so that's really big. And then, yeah, you know, being in the playoffs again, um, having been since I think it was 2018 season. Yeah. So, you know, it's cool. It's fun. And, and I mean, we busted our butts to get here. So it's only right that we keep pushing through these playoffs to get to those series. Tukni in LA Times. Now that you actually have time to practice, uh, which you didn't get before, what are some of the like areas that you guys have as a team have identified as, as ways you need to clean up, especially after finishing the regular season with your first with your first losing streak, really, of the whole year? Yeah, um, we've just locked in on those um, defensive lapses we might have had during during these these last couple games, and just really cleaned up where we need to be um, on both ends of the floor, but sp especially defense. But we cleaned up some of our offense. We um, added some you know some options, and we you know just pointed out some options that we might have missed during these past couple games. To Erica Ayala, locked on women's basketball. Um, Sykes, I wanted to ask you uh, a reaction, actually. There's news coming out. It's been reported by the New York Times and CNN that the city of Louisville is set to offer a settlement of $12 million to the family of Breonna Taylor. Obviously, this season has been dedicated to her and, and lots of other victims of police brutality and police violence, women in, in particular. I'm just uh, curious your reaction to that, that settlement number. They charge the cops? No, ma'am. And that's my reaction. I mean, yeah, money is cool, but did they charge the cops? And they didn't, so our job isn't done. Last question will go to John W. Davis, Winsider. You'll probably find yourself guarding somebody who the league would consider elite on offense. You know, what are you thinking about going into that game, regardless of who you're going to be guarding and matched up against? I mean, you said it. It doesn't matter who we go up against. Whoever I'm guarding, I just my job is to make it hell for them that entire night on the court if I'm guarding them and to make sure that if they do score, they had to go through hell and hot water to get that bucket. We go now to Candace Parker, who has been named the Associated Press Defensive Player of the Year. She's the first player in WNBA history to average over 14 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and one block in a season while shooting over 50% from the field. 
In her 13th season in the league, Parker led the WNBA in rebounding for the third time in her career, averaging nearly 10 boards per game. She also grabbed 10 or more rebounds in 12 of 22 games and was tied for first in the WNBA with 10 double-doubles. Howard Megdal, next two. For you to be healthy and playing as well as you ever have at a moment that the playoffs are here, you've been around long enough to know that that doesn't always line up the way it is lining up this year, and those opportunities are sometimes fleeting. Do you, do you think about it in those terms? Uh, have you thought about the chance you have in front of you to add another championship to a legacy that already has so much? You know, I think about it, I think it wakes me up at night. Um, the amount of times that, you know, I wake up and think about an opportunity that we have and how many times I've been in the same situation and we've had an opportunity and we don't capitalize on it. So just from, from experience, I'm going to do everything in my possible power to put our team in the best position. And then I'm going to live with the results. And um, I think you get into the point where it's one possession, it's one game, um, it's one moment at a time, because anything can shift. I, I always give this example, it's funny, like our perception of the Toronto Raptors shifted because Kawhi Leonard shot bounced in four times and went in the hoop. And now everybody's like, wow, Toronto. So, so like perception can change so much based on one play. So you gotta be ready to make that one play for sure. Logan Murdoch, the ringer. Taya was talking about how much of a mentor that you've been um, during her first year in the league. I wanted to know how was it for you to be um, be that mentor to people when you know not so long ago you were that person that was you know getting advice from Lisa Leslie and getting advice from all these women. What is it like to be on the other side of that now? Logan, I'm a correct. It was a long time ago that I was getting advice from Lisa <laughs> Leslie. I was year 13, but um, no, it's it's um. It's really cool to see, you know, young kids come into the league and I value my vets. I still talk to them to this day and I really appreciate everything they did for me as an individual. And I understood it's not necessarily just on the court. It's handling yourself like a pro. It's handling yourself off the court just as important. And so it's just reminding them that, you know, your body feels great now, but you got to do the stuff to make sure that it continues to feel good. So. I'm sure Taya, I'm sure Christine, they can probably hear me in their sleep talk about stretching, getting to the weight room, eating right, drinking water. So those are the things that um, I think it's important for everybody to kind of pay it forward and, you know, to to give, you know, give the younger younger generation something that, that your vets gave you. To Erica Ayala with Lockdown Women's Basketball. Candice, I wanted to ask you about some news that is being reported by CNN and also by uh, the New York Times regarding a $12 million settlement to the family of Breonna Taylor. As of right now, the New York Times reporting that does not include arresting the officers uh, that shot and killed Breonna in her home. Um, just your reactions to that, given that the season has been dedicated to her and so many others. Uh, this, this, this season has been dedicated to arrest the cops that are responsible for the murder of Breonna Taylor. I think it's interesting that this is a step, but this isn't um, what our goal was. And obviously we wear Breonna Taylor's name on the back of our jersey, but she represents so many other women that have been killed because of police brutality. And um, so I think 
you know, as a mother, there's no amount of money. There's no amount of money that could take that away. Um, so I don't think that does anything. John W. Davis with Rimsider. Thank you, Candace. I appreciate your answer to uh, Erica's question. How are you balancing being selfless on the court yet aggressive on the court when it comes to basketball heading into these playoffs? You know, I think it just comes with the feel for the game, honestly. Um, we've done a good job of getting to this point in preparation of sharing the ball, and I'm going to continue to make the, the correct play. And sometimes I'm what I feel is correct is not going to be right, but I think you got to trust. And, and that's the biggest thing is, is that um, I hope I've earned the trust in my teammates that they know I'm going to make the right play. And especially in the playoffs, this is where, you know, your best players got to rise to the occasion and everybody's got to do what they do best. And so that's kind of just my thing. I do feel as though there are games where I come out and I know I have to be aggressive and active and that's how it is every game in the playoffs. Michelle Vopel, ESPN. Yeah, Candace, just um, having a few days maybe to work on things um, for you guys. How how big is that? And just you know, what is the mentality? You've been through a lot of a lot of big games, but since it's a the one and done, what is what is that feeling going into Thursday? I mean, um, it's been nice to be able to kind of work on us a little bit and um, you know tighten some stuff up, given that we haven't had a lot of time to practice this season. Um, but really, it is about us. It's about controlling what we can control and, and doing what we do. Um, I think a lot of times you get lost in the season and you forget, you know, mentality and energy and all that has a lot to do with the way that you play. And that's why the ball sometimes magically goes in when you're on a winning streak. It's just because of the feeling and the energy. So we got to get that back. And, you know, I, I, I love playing with the players on our team, and I think that we're ready and built for the playoffs. Jim Alexander, LA Daily News. Hey, Candice. Uh, congratulations on today's AP honors, by the way. Obviously, this has been a different season in, in all kinds of ways. What, what's, what are some of the more unusual differences, whether it's playing, whether it's practicing, whether it's preparing, or what have you? That, that have separated this from a normal season where you're playing at home? I think the biggest difference is, is like, um, I was walking in the lobby of the hotel yesterday and I saw a ref swimming laps in the pool. So to me, I think it's just weird to see everybody as like human beings. Like you see your competitors like eating and, you know, in the lobby chilling, you see the refs, you know, sitting in the lobby, you see him swimming, you see him working out. So to me, the weirdest thing is just to see the people that you're going to battle with in regular situations and regular life moments. Uh, Tiffany, do you win LA Times? With what we've seen in the league this year, just with the social justice and, and what you've tried to push individually, uh, I know how passionate you are with voting. How much do you value whatever off-court advancements, achievements you can help push throughout your career um, outside of just your playing resume, which by itself is, is spectacular also? I think it's super important, especially this generation. Um, you know, it was used, it, in the past, it was individuals. I mean, I grew up, my, my father and my mother put, you know, articles about Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali and 
you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty when you look back at what they stood for, but at the time it wasn't the popular thing. And to have entire sports leagues, entire sports leagues trying to make it better and to try to make, you know, make it better for the next generation. I mean, that's inspirational for me and to be a part of that and to be a part of this season, I think, um, is a historical season and what we're trying to accomplish and what we're fighting through. And so obviously voting is a huge action item and we've seen the power of NBA teams and, and stepping up and using their arenas and their platform for polling places um, to get rid of voter suppression. And so I think that's just the biggest thing now that I hope everybody leaves with this is that we do have a responsibility individually to vote. As always, a very special thank you to Natalie Gilmore, the coordinator of public relations and communications, and Eli Horowitz, the director of public relations and communications. These two folks make our jobs easier. They just do. Any any person in any media outlet will say the exact same thing. They make our jobs easier. The number three seed LA Sparks enjoyed a first round bye. Second round will be the Sparks versus the Sun. That's Thursday, September the 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SwissBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter and Stacy at Stacy Pates on both platforms as well. Interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. For Sydney Weiss, I'm Stacy Pates. Thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks on the Believe Podcast Network. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag. Go Sparks! For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the five-hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.